But as the red melon-bearing trees produced more and more red melons, they gradually began to produce fewer blue melons. In addition, the blue melons that came from these trees were deemed unacceptable and tainted by many of the blue monkeys, and they refused to eat them. And so, the blue monkeys were competing for less and less untainted blue melons, and this, of course, could not continue without problems arising. As time went by, worker monkeys grew increasingly jealous of the wealthier monkeys. Frustration was growing among some of the more outspoken workers, and they talked openly of their resentment toward the wealthy monkeys. Some tried to convince other workers to be resentful as well, and many of them were. Disillusioned blue monkeys began to question some of the rules and laws that were dictated and enforced by the authorities and their guards around the island. Although each region of the island had its own leadership and its own version of rules and laws, most had several things in common. One was a firmly established government that provided the leaders and their families and friends with many resources with which to enforce laws and maintain order. These governments collected a certain portion of melons from each tree, and each tree owner and each guard and each worker, providing the leaders with many melons, which they then used for themselves and to pay their loyal friends and guards. There were many melons collected each day by these governments. Many years before such governments and organizations of authority have been established as a way to keep order within each community and to ensure the fair election of new leaders. But as the years passed and the population of monkeys grew, more and more melons were collected by these governments and were used to support a wide range of activities, many of which were unknown to the average monkey and benefited only the leaders and the tree owners and other wealthy monkeys. These actions by the authorities and governments were tolerated or ignored for many years. But soon after the arrival of the first red melons on the island, there were many monkeys, purple and blue alike, who were beginning to question why the government needed so many melons and what they were doing with all of them. They began to question how these melons were collected and distributed. They questioned why some tree owners were not contributing their share while the hard-working monkeys still had to pay theirs. There was discontent growing in the minds of some of the monkeys around the island, though there were still many others who were loyal to the leaders and the governments and continued to believe and accept what they were told. This led to a growing separation between the monkeys who questioned the authorities and the government and those who didn't. The leaders did their best to justify their actions and to conceal some of their less honorable dealings. But as time went by, it became harder and harder for them to hide their selfish or manipulative actions. There were too many monkeys asking questions and demanding answers. As the leaders of the blue monkeys came under increasing scrutiny, so too did the tree owners and beach owners. With an ever-decreasing supply of blue melons to go around, the less fortunate monkeys were growing more envious and angry toward the wealthy monkeys, whether they lived in exclusive areas of the beach or in homes made of blue melons high on the mountain. There were many wealthy monkeys around the island, and a good number of them made an effort to separate themselves from the less fortunate monkeys, whom they often viewed as uncultured or dirty or lazy or immoral or generally undesirable to have around. And so the wealthy monkeys often associated only with other wealthy monkeys and avoided the poor monkeys whenever possible. Now that the blue melons were growing harder to come by, 
There was a resentment growing among the average monkeys toward these wealthy monkeys who took much more than their share of the melons and did nothing to help their fellow monkeys who had few melons to speak of and often went without. This was the state of the island in many places, with a widening gap between the haves and the have-nots, with the increasing distrust of leaders and government, and with increasing competition for a dwindling supply of blue melons. It was only natural that fighting would develop, and it did. All over the island, violence was increasing, both as a means for the common monkey to express dissatisfaction with authorities and tree owners, and as a way for the authorities and tree owners to protect themselves and maintain order. This violence did not begin all at once, however. It began as an occasional clash involving an angry worker or a group of workers who threw melons at a condescending tree owner or corrupt leader.